It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we are the Lockdown Bengals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So if you're an audio listener, hit the follow button. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. If you like what we're doing, we'll get delivered to your eyes and ears when we drop an episode first thing every day and we appreciate all of you that make us your first listen we appreciate all of you that have gone out of your way to leave us reviews on your podcasting platform of choice or to hit the thumbs up button on youtube all those things are really great encouragement for us to keep doing what we're doing james joe burrow doesn't need encouragement to continue doing what he's doing as the bengals try to get back to the super bowl in 2022 the guy is a machine he is singularly focused on winning football games he didn't want to take more than a week or two off because he's worried about sitting on the couch getting fat yeah At least that's what he said when he addressed the media we'll talk about that press conference to start to start excuse me the show today and then we'll get into some other interesting notes from the bengals offseason program including a couple of non-attendees a couple of non-participants who were there but unable to practice and the guys that are starting at some interesting spots on both sides of the ball. But of course, James, we're going to start with Joe Burrow. You talk to the guy, the goat of the future, we hope, for those of us covering or following the Bengals. How was he? Think he's think he's feeling good? Yeah, for sure. No, he looked good. Looked like he was in good shape, which obviously you don't really uh, question when it comes to Joe Burrow. But look, the reason I'm at Paul Brown Stadium is at, is to ask the hard-hitting questions, to ask the, the elephant-in-the-room type questions. And naturally, I was the first one to ask Joe Burrow a question on Tuesday. And it was a very, very hard-hitting question, Jake. And it's simple. You you mentioned encouragement. I just asked him if he missed us. Did you miss us? Can't say that I did. <laughs> a little? Maybe a little. Maybe a little, maybe a little. Can't say that I did. Uh, he, he did not miss us. I can confirm that. I was expecting that answer. But uh, much like he is in the pocket, he was uh, light on his feet on that one and, uh, and nailed it. I think that was an A-plus response. I mean, at least he got that Joe Burrow smile out of him. That, that <laughs> patented, remade Joe Burrow smile. Looks great. He looks good. He looks like he's he's ready to go. He looks like he's been working. Like he said, he he doesn't want to take time off, and so he didn't, and ready to go. And and always good to to get a laugh out of the Bengals' savior, the guy that bring them from the ashes. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And and there was two clips that really stood out to me as far as Super Bowl Fifty Six moving on. Joe Burrow's leadership with this team, but you mentioned the fat one. 
Yeah. Where he said he wasn't going to sit around and get fat. And that one stood out to me too, because that's my logic, right? I, I, I don't want to sit there and get fat. You know, you hear me talk about the built bar plan all the time. And I'm not saying Joe Burrow is on the built bar plan, but this was a, a built bar response right here. Myself about a week to, to recover. I didn't do much for about a week and then I was back at it. Um, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that wants to take a month off and sit on the couch and watch TV and get fat and all that. Um, I'm happier when I'm working out and, you know, that's what I do for fun. So, and we got right back at it. Sitting I on love the couch watching TV, man. Yeah. Not Joe Burrow. Couldn't be him. <laughs> Couldn't be him. Nice to see yeah, the, the sense of humor. Yeah, th- those are the two that were football related, but not much. But yeah, the fact that so he Instagrammed everyone that's listening probably knew this, but like a couple of days after the Super Bowl was like back to work. And it was a picture of him taking a deep breath or a video of him taking a deep breath before the Super Bowl. And he was in his pads and everything. It was right before it was probably when The Rock was about to go out there and electrify everybody and talk um, for five minutes. It, but, but to me, it's like, oh, well, is he really back to work? Well, yeah, he was back to work. And I didn't really question it, but uh, clearly that that lines up with the timeline. Um, in, in more serious football stuff and in, in more of a, a football sense, Burrow uh, was certainly really good at, at talking about Super Bowl 56, reflecting on it and moving on, which is something that a lot of national talking heads specifically after the Super Bowl were like, and really over the past couple of months have been like, yeah, the Bengals probably going to take a step back. Ah, the fluke Bengals, all those things. And Burrow didn't get there, but you and I, I think both agree that his mindset, his attitude is a big reason why we don't think 2022 is going to be underwhelming because of the attitude that they have. And and Burrow uh, shed some light on that on Tuesday. Obviously, losing the Super Bowl is not fun. Uh, it's not something that we wanted to do, but uh, you know, I've I put it behind me at this point, and and we're moving on. We have the experience now. You know, going into it last year, we knew we were good, but I think going into the playoffs, you know, we knew we could win, but we weren't really sure what it took. We just kind of went out there and played really hard and together as a team, and you know, it worked out. Now we we know what it takes. We have that experience in in our back pockets going forward. Have you watched the Super Bowl? And if so, how long did it take you to watch it? Yeah, I watched it the next day. You know, like I said, I just treated it like any other game week that that week after. Apart from, I guess I did get a couple lifts in that week, but you know, nothing crazy. I watched it the day after and saw the things I need to improve and things we did well, and you know, moved on. Not to open up wounds, but the last play of the Super Bowl, there's a shot of Jamar running. Ramsey on the ground is that the stuff that sits with you is that do you, did you see that and your thoughts on maybe that play yeah I checked that go route I was anticipating throwing it just you know didn't quite have the time so like I said we put this behind us you know we we lost we had a great year um, we're going forward a few things there right one the conclusion we're going forward to the workman way like he at least is claiming he processed the Super Bowl. I, I imagine that was pretty hard on him, knowing his personality and his competitiveness and his drive to win. But yeah, I watched it the next day. I looked at what we did well, what we didn't do well, and we're moving on. Uh, another big one. One of the big standout quotes from the whole thing was his answer to Paul's question about that last play, saying mm-hmm. that I checked to that go route. I anticipated throwing it. Mm-hmm. I openly have questioned if he was ever going to get to Jamar in that go route 
in his progression on that play. It looked like he was reading the primary option of the play. Looks like he hesitated a little bit and then ran out of time before he could get to the backside. And I, I was openly, when we discussed that play, questioning how much time would he have actually needed to get to the backside to plant and get a ball to Jamar Chase, who's already, what, 25 yards downfield. I know Jalen Ramsey's on the ground. It gives him a great chance to make the throw. But the fact that he acknowledges and, and is telling everyone, yeah, I checked to that and I was going to throw it, mm-hmm. does a couple things. One, it puts some salt in the wound, right? Because it answers that question of would he have gotten there? Yes, mm-hmm. he was. he was planning to do so. Two, there's the other side of it, which is he had the wherewithal and the moxie to go for it. He got them into that check. He had the confidence to anticipate making the throw, and it would have been the right play if he had had the time. Yep, and that's that's the part that you're right. Salt in the wound, whatever you want to say. But, yeah, Burrow, that wasn't the initial play. And he's like, hey, now we're, we're doing go route here. Fourth and one on the Rams 49-yard line. 43 seconds left. I looked it up today to see the exact time and everything when I was writing about it. And it's like, oh my God, like even more so, right? Even more so like this dude said, all right, biggest stage on the planet. We're going deep on fourth and one. I mean, oh, the, the cojones on this man. I mean, oh my God. I just, and, and he was set to do it. And if if Quentin Spain forces Aaron Donald inside, if Aaron Donald trips or doesn't, you know, just win so quickly, you know, we're we're probably having a different discussion. But yeah, that was clearly a, a big point um, that stood out to me during his 15 minute or so news conference. The fact that he confirmed that he checked to it, and and that chase was open. And I'm sure it was hard watching the film, but I, Coach's son, right? Not shocked at all that he was watching it the, the day after on the flight home. And uh, yeah, there, there's actually one more clip of Burrow. So let's uh, dive into that next. But first, I, I mentioned Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. I can't confirm that Joe Burrow's on the Built Bar plan, but man, he's got that Built Bar mindset. And if you want to try the number one protein bar, you got to get to Built. Com. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're high in protein. They're low in sugar. They're low in calories. And they're perfect for professional athletes. They're perfect for moms and dads on the run. And they're perfect for you, whether you're in college, whether you're 65 years old looking for a healthy state, it doesn't matter. They're perfect for anybody. So check them out right now at built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. And right now, they have birthday cake puffs, which if you love birthday cake, Think about protein-infused marshmallows that taste like birthday cake covered in 100% chocolate. Don't delay. Built.com, promo code LOCK15. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. More Joe Burrow, you say, James? Sign one, me up. Yeah, one more Joe Burrow. And this is this aligns with the 
the standards, uh, you know, that, that the Bengals have for themselves now. And it, it's, it's kind of interesting because last year they were talking about division championships and winning championships. And a lot of us, me included, are like, yeah, you guys have won six games in two years. All right, let's, let's take a breather here. Um, and yet here's, here's Burrow on the standards this team and this locker room has for uh, the Bengals organization and their culture moving forward raise the standard in the eyes of you guys and the fans but our standard has never changed and coming in here year one I expected to to win every game and that's how I go into every single game thinking you know I can't I'm not going to accept losing just being the defending AFC champs what was it like seeing a lot of teams in the conference get markedly better over rosters a lot of people was like watching that throughout the offseason yeah that's you know that's every year everyone every team is going to try to improve our job is to improve ourselves, get better each day, and, and stay on top. Try to improve. But, yeah, the, the, the big thing there that stands out is I'm not going to accept losing and mm-hmm. that his mindset has always been the same. And we, we've we talked about it for, I guess, we can finally say years now with Joe Burrow going into year three. We, we don't just have to say for a year. We, we've been talking about Joe Burrow for the Bengals for a while here, and it's been consistent. He has said, like, he's right. He has said it since day one to the point where it was like, okay, Joe, let's see how your first year goes at some points. But then it very quickly, even when he tore his ACL, got to the point where, all right, I'm not going to doubt Joe Burrow. Doubt doubt mm-hmm. Joe Burrow at your own peril. Uh, usually I would say stuff like, you know, believe in the Tennessee Titans at your own peril. Sorry, Titans, catching strays here. But the, the Joe Burrow doubt usually hasn't been a good look. It hasn't Mm -hmm. been a hot take that's aged well. And some cold takes exposed for folks who doubt Joe Burrow. And he's been very consistent with that mentality. Yeah, he has. And and I I think that that's, that mindset is, is infectious. And we saw it last year. And, you know, there are people that, oh, Joe Burrow's stats during the playoff run and all of those things. There is zero chance that, any other quarter, I honestly, I would say probably any other quarterback takes the beating that he took and survives, plays, and then makes the throws when necessary. Again, you're talking about you know a quarter of a second, a half second from from throwing that ball to chase. And you better believe the veterans in that locker room saw that. I was talking to one of them uh, in, in the locker room on Tuesday, and they were like, "Man, that dude." He's just different. And it, it, the, this player is on defense, was ecstatic with the offseason moves about the, the the free agents that they added, offensive linemen. He was like, man, I, I can't wait to see this offense now because he took a beating and how we almost won the Super Bowl anyway. So um, I, I know the veterans in that locker room really respect him, including the new guys, right? Well, Collins was watching the playoffs. Ted Karras was watching the playoffs. Alex Kappa was watching – uh, you know, after he was eliminated. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I think they all, even the newcomers, know what uh, Joe Burrow is made of, and, and they respect him. It's that instant respect that uh, all of us have because we've seen him, right, and we've watched it. But uh, they have too from afar. And I think that's a, a great segue. We got our first look at those three new offensive linemen in front of Joe Burrow in photos and some video at offseason workouts today. Uh, you've probably got some of it in your all Bengals uh video highlight compilation i i would imagine yes but the the left guard spot 
not surprisingly, <laughs> manned by yeah. Jackson Carmen to start. And so that is the first update at any position battle, any who's filling in for XYZ player because Jesse Bates wasn't there. Trey Hendrickson is working out on his own. He doesn't have any workout bonuses. That's a potential reason that he's decided to work out on his own, spend some extra time with his family. Maybe that's what they discussed when they signed him to the deal. He wanted that extra time with his family in the offseason. Maybe that's why there's no workout clause there. Who knows? Uh, and then there were some non-participants, guys like Joseph Osai, who had uh, an additional procedure done to, to help speed up the recovery. And who else am I forgetting? There's one other non-participant, right? Um, well, Jesse Bates, did you mention Oh, Bates T. Higgins. There? T. Higgins didn't, T. Higgins. Yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. practice, yeah. and Stanley Morgan was there instead. Yeah, so yeah, T. Higgins was there. He just obviously with the shoulder not participating. Yeah. Uh, Logan Wilson was going through some stuff, but not right. a ton, um, both, both with shoulders. Right. So there were some players and, and Osai is also there physically, right? He just oh, he was running. Yeah, yeah, he was running and you know, going through stuff. He's just not full participant. Right. And again, that's okay. As long as he's ready to go in late July. Yeah, absolutely. And and so the, the guys that are noteworthy here, and I do want to talk a little bit more about Jesse Bates today. And Dax Hill was the first team safety for Jesse Bates. And we'll get to that. But the, the guys that were filling in, are the interesting ones. Now, Jackson Carmen in competition for a starting spot, obviously. But the mm-hmm. other ones are filling. So Stanley Morgan was the one filling in for T. Higgins, first wide receiver off the bench today, according yeah. to every report that I saw. Thank you for confirming, James. You were there, obviously. Can confirm in person. Dax Hill for Jesse Bates. Yep. And uh, what was the other big one? I don't know. Oh, Cam uh... Sample. Because Osai oh, yeah. K- wasn't there K- and, and Trey Hendrickson, well, Hendrickson. Wasn't, wasn't there. Yeah. And so Hendrickson. with both of those guys not practicing, Cam Sample was working with the ones on the defensive line. Yep. And so, uh, you know, of those, uh, I, I was with the offense for, for most of the day, specifically because the guy that we spent 15 minutes talking about, right? And, Shocking. And it's, it's all eyes on number nine. James uh, spending yeah. time on the offense? I, no. Hey, man. Hey, man. If they're getting back to the Super Bowl, it's going to be the offense. Spoiler alert. But uh, that being said, Stanley Morgan Jr. Uh, did catch the lone deep ball of oh. the day for what it's worth. Now, they're running on air, but still cool to see. And, and, and who knows? You know, Maybe he is wide receiver four. We saw him as that blocking receiver. Um, but one thing that I thought of during the practice – and it, it was when uh, Tyler Boyd caught a pass and not everyone's catching a pass when you run out, it, you, you know, when you're running routes and Morgan had, this wasn't the deep ball, but Morgan had a deeper post and Boyd caught a pass and he turned and he said, Hey, Stan. And he threw it to him just so he could catch the ball too. And I thought about Boyd last year, complimenting Morgan on how he was attacking and working in his work ethic and who knows? Maybe he he took another step this offseason and can help them on offense as a pass catcher a little bit. It's not like they need him a ton, but it would be nice to have another option. And we liked him coming out of Nebraska. He's just 25 years old. He turns 26 this year. There's a chance. And if he does have an expanded role and he executes and, and performs at a high level in that expanded role, then that's only good news for the Bengals in depth. Because for all we've talked about the Bengals' depth and questioned the Bengals' depth, and we're talking now about guys like Cam Sample working with the Ones and Stanley Morgan 
working with the ones and Jackson Carmen working with the ones for all we've talked about it. Well, maybe these guys step up We've, we've, I think generally slanted negative and said, you know, it'd be nice to get another veteran. It'd be nice to get a, a Quentin Spain in the offensive line room. It'd be nice to add the, the Melvin Ingram, the late, you know, late off season, the Justin Houston, the late off season pass rusher who can play 400 snaps for you. Yep. Well, maybe these young guys do step up as the other side of it. And obviously hope springs eternal in, in the spring for football, but th- that's always a possibility. It, it, and honestly, it's a great way to look at those guys and see and evaluate now before training camp, because maybe they do go sign a veteran. Maybe they're like, yeah, we need a little more depth here. And, and so it is good to see those guys get, get some extra run. We know what Trey Hendrickson brings. Let's see what yeah. Cam Sample does and, and some of these other guys. So uh, you mentioned Jesse Bates. Let's get to him. Let's talk about that uh, because, uh, yeah, I think this topic is is evergreen, but there's a few angles that have in, in fallout uh, from Batesgate. Big debate around Jesse Bates. But first, a word from Bet Online, the 2022 NFL season. Well, it's not here yet, but you can wager on it. You can wager on the Bengals' chances of getting back to the big game. You can wager – on their chances of winning the AFC North. They aren't the favorites, by the way. Or if you want to go the route I did recently at Bet Online before the NBA playoffs and wager on the NBA postseason, you can do that too. I uh, I picked right, Jake, because I wagered some on Dallas to win the Western Conference, wagered some on Golden State to win the Western Conference, and guess who's playing in the Western Conference Finals? It's Golden State versus Dallas, baby. Luka versus Steph. Can't wait to watch that series. So it's really easy to do. Go to Bet Online right now. Check out all the different props, odds, and sign up for free today and get to wagering and making money. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I think the big angle that we missed on Jesse Bates yesterday is this idea that paying Jesse Bates is a less important than extending the players that are due for extensions in the future and B will get in the way of extending those players in the future. And I think that both of those things are very related because I'm seeing a lot of, if they sign Bates, they won't be able to sign these more important guys later. Yeah. And so there's two parts of it. And and it's kind of the same argument. But I think if you break it into these two pieces, it's easier to kind of deconstruct the argument. So yes, Joe Burrow is a more important player than Jesse Bates. Every quarterback is more important than every safety to their team. Even if they're not very good at quarterback and they're really good at safety. Mm-hmm. If you're really good at safety and really bad at quarterback, you're not winning in the NFL. It's just the way the NFL works. So yes, Joe Burrow is more important than Jesse Bates. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins may be more important to the Bengals' success than Jesse Bates. But don't Mm -hmm. trick yourself 
into thinking that Jesse Bates is somehow irrelevant to the Bengals' success or that he's replaceable easily. Yes, I know they just drafted Dax Hill, but if Dax Hill is playing safety for you instead of Jesse Bates, he has a different skill set. If you Mm -hmm. ask him to do what Jesse Bates did for you, your defense is probably not going to look as good. So you're going to change your defense and, and maybe it's fine. Maybe you find a way to accommodate it, but maybe now you don't have that deep center fielder that you need to glue your defense together. A couple of years yep. ago, we talked about Jesse Bates as a fireman that put out plays when the defense didn't know what it was doing and it looked discombobulated. And Bates was incredibly important to the defense in that admittedly not very good season. And a lot of people like to talk about him loafing it for the regular season in 2021, which I think is an insane argument that isn't even worth engaging that that's literally what I think about it. But the other piece of this, this idea that if they pay Bates, they won't be able to pay their future stars or their stars in the future. I should say, Mm. I I just, have you done the math guys? Like you, you all that are saying they won't be able to pay T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow in the future because of Jesse Bates. Have you done the math? Have you looked at the cap situation in a few years? Have you projected the 40 to $60 million of salary cap growth that will occur before T Higgins and Jamar Chase need extensions? I know Joe Burrow is going to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Jesse Bates ain't getting in the way of that. I can tell you that right now. No matter what, Jesse Bates' contract doesn't get in the way of that. But have you done the math? Have you looked at the expiring deals? Have you looked at the potential cap cuts in a couple of years for guys that they might be done you know, paying to, to put it bluntly in a business perspective, guys that may have aged out of their price range, maybe aren't as important as Jesse Bates, because I'm skeptical that the people that say paying Jesse Bates means they won't be able to pay X player later have done the math. And also I really liked our contributor, Mike at Bengals underscore Santagata Sands's point about this. Uh, he, he said something like, Remember when it was, you can't pay Carl Lawson or you won't be able to pay Jesse Bates? Well, they didn't pay Carl Lawson and they had to replace him anyway. So they went out and paid Trey Hendrickson and now they're still not paying Jesse Bates. So I feel like that there's always that next guy. And as soon as it looks like things might not go that way, it's, I think, a coping mechanism, I think. Or, or maybe some people really have done the math and credit to you if you have. But it seems like it's like the reaction, the emotional reaction, which is like, oh, we don't need Jesse Bates that bad on our favorite team anyway mm-hmm. and and i think that that is uh reactionary sure um a couple things here when you get broken up with you it's it's a way to cope right that's what fans are going through right now because it feels like jesse bates doesn't want to be in cincinnati jesse bates wants to be in cincinnati um the bengals can afford to pay him um that being said what they're should they pay him what he's asking? And we don't know what he's asking. And so that's the part of it. But can they? Can they keep him? And can they keep all these? Sure, absolutely. I mean, think about what they're paying Von Bell, right? Von Bell's in a contract year. If you extend Jesse Bates and Jesse Bates' contract kicks in next year, well, a Jesse Bates extended safety plus Dax Hill's rookie deal is probably going to be around what you paid, what you would pay von bell and jesse bates this year like or less right depending on what the the cap number is because that 12.91 million so it is is certainly doable 
Um, so that part is silly season. Dax Hill does fit in really well with Bates. And so that's the other part of it that I want to see and hope to see. And I think we will see. Look, Jesse Bates is trying to get a deal done. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to play. It doesn't mean he's not going to show up for camp. And I would bet a lot of money that he would show up for camp and will show up for camp when the time, you know, when that rolls around. But hopefully they are able to get a deal done. And hopefully both sides, there is some wiggle room there that we don't see because it doesn't feel like they're getting a deal done. Like if I had to guess, I would say no before July 15th and that deadline. Um, That being said, a lot of what you're seeing with people discounting Bates and downplaying his impact and calling him, uh, don't pay great money to a good player. All of these things, I think a lot of that is a you know a coping a coping mechanism. Ah, she wasn't that attractive. Ah, she was annoying. Ah, he 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 wasn't that that strong anyways because the built bar diet really didn't work for him. You know whatever whatever is said, that's what we do during breakups. And and so I, I think that that's what some Bengals fans are doing right now. Here's the thing though, it isn't a breakup. It's a it's a fight, and a lot of relationships survive fights. So we'll see if they can. Yeah, is it even a fight? Is it? I oh, guess. Yeah. I guess that's it's the an best argument. analog. That's the best metaphor for sure. For if if we're using the relationship metaphor, the last point I want to throw out related to this is our our friend Brad Spielberger, who we had on before free agency to break down the cap stuff for us, tweeted on Tuesday morning uh, a ranking of cap health, which is based on things such as active draft capital. So rookie contracts and how important those rookie contracts are to your team's success your effective cap space from this year all the way through 2024 in two seasons total prorated money so lower is better the bengals don't prorate much money we've complained about this because we feel like it's not very aggressive but in terms of keeping your cap healthy and flexible in the future this is this is a criteria for brad fourth is a Top 51 roster valuation and fifth is uh, 2023 unrestricted free agent valuation. So you want to be low in that category. And in these categories, the Bengals rank first in the NFL in cap space. Or it's not in cap space, sorry, in cap health in Brad Spielberger's methodology. And Brad is a guy who nailed a lot of those contract projections for unrestricted free agents last year. Did a great job when he came on our show to talk about the salary cap and the Bengals specifically future at the salary cap with guys like Joe Burrow, T Higgins and Jamar Chase. So maybe a little bit of comfort to some of you that are worried that the Bengals don't have a healthy enough cap to do all these things and keep their good players that they want to keep. Yeah. And and honestly, that's what they take pride in is that aspect of it, how they structure deals to make sure that they aren't Looking, you don't look at around and, and see three overpaid guys that are just impossible to release, or there's going to be a ton of dead money and all of those things. And so that's uh, that's what uh, Katie Blackburn it really strives to do, and she's done it, and uh, she's going to try to do it with Jesse Bates. Like I have no doubt that negotiations are going to happen between now and July 15th between David Mul- Mulligetta, Jesse Bates's agent, and Katie Blackburn. Can they find common ground? With that guaranteed money, can they find cl- common ground uh, with the average annual s- salary? We'll see. We'll see. TBD. But I, I'm not burying Bates, and I'm not burying the Bengals. It's, yeah. it's just part. It's part of the the awkwardness that is contract negotiations. And uh, yeah, Jesse Bates is on a beach working out right now. He's still working he out. He looks good. He's in shape. Don't worry. 
Maybe uh, Jesse, DM me your address. We'll get you some built bars. We'll get you some built bars to to show that you know Black Thorn Bengal still loves you. He's also still wearing Bengals colors on his JB shirts, his Jesse Bates shirt. So he's there's a photo on Instagram that I think Ben Baby, maybe others posted uh, of him working out in Tampa with his trainer. Uh, the the last point here before we wrap up that that you've kind of hit on a few times, and I want to reiterate to folks that. I think maybe projecting a little bit when they're picking sides is we don't know what the Bengals offered. We don't know what Jesse Bates is asking for. We may or may not find out these things depending on the way the future goes. And so if you're saying the Bengals just need to pay him or Jesse Bates just needs to ask for less, you you don't know what you're talking about because you don't know what's been offered and what's been asked for. And so it's really hard to make judgments in my opinion of this situation. But we can analyze it and we can talk about the the different things that play here and, and the financial aspects that play and the potential impact on the team. So uh, it's, it's going to be hard, I think, for fans to continue to think about as this continues to hang over the team. But the good news is, is that they have an offensive line for Joe Burrow. And as you said, James, if, if something is going to take them back to the promised land, it's probably going to be led by number nine, number one, and the rest of these guys on offense. We've got more coming up this week. There's been a lot of attention on the Bengals in the national media. Maybe somebody will say something noteworthy that we have to react to. Currently at the top of my timeline as we conclude this show is Rich Eisen talking about how rare Joe Burrow is and how we shouldn't take him for granted. A lot of attention on the Bengals. Plus, maybe we'll do a mailbag. It's been a little bit of time. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.